Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone, and thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community in a variety of different ways. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Outreach at Ellen Becker Investment Group. For those of us living out in Waukesha County, there's a multitude of resources available to a diverse population that people may not even be aware exist. So, we like to be sure to call attention to and highlight our county's nonprofits and the great work that they do. Today we'll be talking about resources available to the underserved in terms of health care and basic needs. Now I've stated before on this show that 22% of the Waukesha County population live at or below the poverty line, even though there are pockets of affluence scattered throughout the county, especially in the Lake Country area. But there are still people who are in need in this area, and we're going to talk with two nonprofits who are addressing those needs. My first guests today are Dr. Peter Geis, Medical Director from the Lake Area Free Clinic, and Mary Reich, Executive Director of the Lake Area Free Clinic. Welcome to the show today, Dr. Geis and Mary. Thank you so much for having us today. Jill, it's a real pleasure. Thank you again. You are welcome. So I understand you're celebrating 20 years this year. Congratulations. Um, Take us back to the beginning and how you got started. Jill, it's very interesting. In 1999, actually, um, a group of emergency room physicians and community members in Oconomowoc recognized that many people were using the emergency room as their primary care provider because they didn't have resources and they didn't have a physician that they could see. And certainly there was a recognition that not only is an emergency room a very expensive place to offer primary care, but also it's inadequate for a whole variety of reasons. And for that reason, a number of folks in the community got together and they said, we really need to have an option for low-income, uninsured people who live in Waukesha County to get their health care. And they put together, uh, through much effort and fundraising and, and addressing a number of issues involved, the Lake Area Free Clinic, which opens its doors in 2001. Um, at that time, the first year, they saw about 100 patients' visits. Um, now, after 20 years, uh, we've done over 56,000 patient visits. We've treated over 8,000 patients. And we continue to expand, and we'll be talking about that a little later in terms of not only medical care, but also dental care. Mm. Now, those numbers are impressive indeed. Who are your patients then? You talk about the underserved, but elaborate on that a little bit. Yes, so the patients we serve are um, those in Waukesha County who are uninsured and live at 250% of the federal poverty level or less. 70% of our patients work, so it's it's essentially the working poor. It might be um, people that are seasonal workers, landscapers, or or waiters, um, and things like that. So the, it's people that don't have any other options for their their medical care. They aren't eligible for Badger care. They may not have insurance offered at their employment, or it's something that they just can't afford. Okay. So again, we talked about that being a vast number of people, right? Despite mm-hmm, the fact mm-hmm. that people think Waukesha County is a county of affluence, as I said, there are those pockets, but 22% live at or below the poverty line. Um, it also seems like sometimes people 
they don't want to make it known that they're going to a free clinic for whatever reason, like it's taboo or something. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about the stigma that you see and or hear about going to a free clinic. Yeah, you know, there's many people that are just one paycheck or one crisis away from needing the free clinic, even if they are insured. For instance, if they have a, a crisis or something happens and they aren't able to keep those premiums up, or they may be able to afford the premiums but not the co-pays or the deductibles. So um, we have had many of our patients tell us that it was very difficult to walk through the doors thinking, you know, um, I don't think anybody grows up thinking, oh, someday I want to go to the free clinic, right? Right, right. But they knew uh, perhaps they were diabetic and they couldn't afford their medication and they knew that's something they shouldn't disregard. And so they uh, came through our door not knowing what they were going to expect and uh, found hope, I think, at our clinic. If they told their story, they and that's the people we serve, and I think they find hope there and that bridge to get back onto their feet again. Important to note that many of our folks, it's a very temporary issue, mm-hmm. that they may have lost a job, they may have had an unexpected expense. I will say in 2008, 2009, 2010, uh, during the recession, we saw many people who would never have thought that they'd be in a free clinic for get their care, but they lost their health insurance, they spent all their savings, and they had no alternatives. It's important to note that probably 70% of our patients have a chronic medical problem, which requires ongoing care. So many of these folks just cannot stop getting care. They have diabetes or hypertension or heart disease, and they need a temporary resource. So we do see sort of a large flux sometimes with people sort of coming on to hard times, but then able to get back into the community and resume their prior health care. Well, I love the word you chose to describe it, and and that's hope. You know, it could be the answer to prayer for some people, and it could just be that short amount of time. You know, they just needed help in a short amount of time. As you said, doctor, they get right back on track. But knowing that there's a resource that they can rely on to help when they need that hope is is great. Um, since 2001, you said you've had more than 56,000 medical patient visits. That's pretty impressive. So the question that I have is, how are you staffing that to be able to provide the services for these 56,000? Well, the medical clinic is staffed by a small staff of the equivalent of four full-time people who support the over 250 volunteers who actually provide the care. And so anybody that comes to our clinic for medical needs, the care is provided by a volunteer. If it's the front desk, the interpreter, the lab tech, or the actual nurse, the nurses, NPs, or, or MDs that they see, that care is provided by a volunteer. In our 20 years, we've had over 110 thousand hours donated. And in 2019, we had the equivalent of eight FTEs, eight full-time people provided by volunteers. Mm, That's wonderful. So is it a walk-in clinic then? I mean, can, can you talk about the actual services that you provide? And pre-COVID, we were we had walk-ins and appointments. Right now, we are uh, seeing patients by appointment only, but we do have same-day availability um, if if they're they need to be seen sooner. It's just that we have to have the opportunity to screen them, etc. So we provide um, primary care, specialty care for acute and chronic illnesses, along with all of the lab work, imaging, CTs, MRIs, and medication for our patients at no charge. Wow. Eligible patients. Uh, That's quite a resource. (laughs) And if you don't know about it, you know about it now, right? Um, Well, 
I don't know, can you guys all provide that on your own, or do you have partnerships with organizations to enable you to offer these free services? Well, we, we have actually terrific partnerships with both ProHealthCare as well as Advocate Aurora. And without those partnerships, we really wouldn't be able to continue to offer the services that we do. And as Mary said, we offer not only primary care, but we offer a wide range of specialty services, including cardiology, uh, neurology, uh, rheumatology, liver disease. We also offer counseling and um, therapeutics in terms of people who have mental health issues. So we offer the full gamut of services, both internally and because we have such great partnerships within the community, and we also have terrific community support across the board. Well, it sounds like it. With the number of hours, mm-hmm. uh, volunteer hours that you had, that's fantastic. And again, we say it all the time that one, not one nonprofit can do it all. And so these, these partnerships, these people that are volunteering, we need them. Mm-hmm. And, and it's, a great, it's a great offering for sure. I know it all sounds wonderful and too good to be true, but stay tuned because, yes, it is wonderful, and yes, it's good, and yes, it is true. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we're going to learn who is eligible to take advantage of this awesome service. We'll be right back after commercial break. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community. With your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking in these uh, segments with Dr. Peter Geis and Mary Reich from the Lake Area Free Clinic. So the clinic is not too good to be true, right? It's an answer to prayer for some people, I imagine. Tell us who is eligible to be seen in the medical clinic. So to be eligible, you need to live in Waukesha County, and we do serve the entire county and or the Oconomowoc School District, and that includes just a pocket of Dodge and Jefferson County, um, the Exonia and Ashapin area, and uh, have no insurance, and to be under the 250% of the federal poverty level. So for a single person, that is about $31,000 a year. So the patient is screened annually, and we're, we ask for documentation to show that eligibility. And part of our eligibility screening includes if that patient may be eligible for um, insurance, be it Badger Care or the Affordable Care Act, we will um, help them facilitate that application and teach them how to use it. So we successfully transition about 100 patients a year onto insurance and then offer assistance to make sure they're successful with that insurance. Mm, That's great. That's a great service. I think people are often amazed that in the second wealthiest county in the state, that we have so many people who are in need. We estimate there are at least 16,000 people in Waukesha County that are low income, uninsured, who need access to care. And one of the reasons we certainly appreciate the opportunity to be here today is that we want to get the word out that if you are in need of care, if you have a chronic illness, please contact us. And even if we can't meet your needs, we will put you in touch with resources in the community that can help you. So it's very important that, and one of the things we really appreciate it, as I said, is to be able to get the word out that there is opportunity to get care in the community. Mm. It's wonderful knowing that that medical resource exists for people. What about dental? 
Now, do you have an awesome solution for that, too? Actually, we came um, to provide dental services in a rather unusual way. So to meet the needs of our patients, in 2015, when childless adults became eligible for Badger Care or Medicaid, um, the more people we helped enroll in that service that were eligible, the more phone calls we received saying, okay, now I have Badger Care and it has a dental component, but I can't find a dentist. And it was one of our former patients, I remember the day, he called and he said, okay, I'm not your patient anymore. I was in the ER. I have an abscess, and they told me to go to a dentist, and they gave me antibiotics, and I can't find a dentist that will take it. And he was, you know, in his 30s and computer literate, so I was curious that he couldn't find this. So one of my coworkers and I, we said, we'll help you. So we went to the website, just like people are directed to, and there were 56 listings of dentists that take Medicaid, and we started calling 40 of them and we couldn't find him an appointment because many were specialists, many weren't taking new patients, and there weren't many that accepted the Medicaid. Um, it historically has low reimbursement, and it's just it's not uh, possible for a business to survive on that. Mm-hmm. So that brought us to um, the board asking the question, well, how do other clinics in other counties um, serve these patients? who are on Medicaid or uninsured with a dentist. Uh, so the resources in our community, while they, there were resources for children and some resources for people that were in pain, there wasn't a place for adults to have a dental home, to have the preventative dental and like to complete a treatment plan, for instance. Um, so we met with local officials, uh, the dentists, the associations, and through a task force and over a year of investigation came to provide adult dental services. So yes, we do provide them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it is a very big need and it's a, a busy, a busy place. Well, and my understanding is a healthy mouth, if you will, is so important to your overall well-being because if something happens in the mouth, uh, maybe something toxic gets through your system or an infection, and it can have medical consequences as I, well, right? Jill, I think that's an excellent point. And that, too, was one of the reasons we decided we moved in, we needed to move in this direction. Um, certainly, for we have a very large diabetic population that we take care of. 16% of our patients are diabetic. We have a diabetic clinic and diabetic nurses and foot care, et cetera. But what we didn't have is adequate dental care. And it's very difficult if somebody has multiple caries and infections to control their diabetes. But you're also correct, it's associated with increased risk of heart disease, kidney disease, et cetera. So this is a real unmet need. And as I said earlier, we estimate that there are 16,000 people in the county that meet our criteria for uh, medical care. But we estimate there are over 35,000 folks who don't currently have access to dental care. And we definitely are meeting a need there. It's a huge need in our community. Well, and and then the question is, is the eligibility the same on the dental side as it is on the medical side? It's a little bit different. Actually, it's still the Waukesha County, all of Waukesha County, or the Oconomowoc School District. However, the dental clinic does accept Medicaid, where the medical clinic has no insurance, Medicaid and the uninsured. Along with that, um, and that's 200% of the federal poverty level rather than 250. So this opens up services to a different population that we don't see on the medical side, those with Medicare, who are on a fixed income and don't have a 
um, dental insurance plan. They are also eligible. Along with that, where on the medical side, there is no fees. The patient has an opportunity to donate something if they, if they are able to and desire. However, on the dental side, there is a copay. And so the most they would have to pay is 25% of the um, usual and customary value of the service, but nobody goes without care as well. Mm. Well, I've had some dental work done recently, and it can be very <laughs> expensive. So 25%, that's that's not a lot to ask, I think, for the, the wide array of services that you offer That's on the dental side. That's nice. Well, we love to hear success stories. So can you share some more stories of patients that you've served? On the dental side, actually, one comes to mind, um, a couple. During the, uh, COVID, the dental clinic was closed down from mid-March through June for emergencies only. So the staff of two, the dental clinic manager and the full-time dentist, served emergencies only, 172 of them. Wow. Which is incredible. They were busy every day. And this one woman in particular came in. Her husband brought her. She was chewing ice because she hadn't slept during the night, and it was so painful. Her husband did all the talking because it was so painful. And she, they did an extraction for her. And and when they were finished, she started crying. And and you know, initially, what what's the matter? She said, "I am just so grateful mm. to finally be out of pain." Mm. And the other day, I was at the over at the dental clinic, and um, an, another emergency had come in. And after the patient had gone, they found a note in the room that um, I can't thank you enough for being the angels and, and helping me today. Oh, that's and so, so nice. um, it really does tell the story of many of the patients haven't had dental services in 10 or 15 years. And when they come in in order to have their treatment plan completed, they might have, you know, eight to 10 appointments to get that done. So it's not just, you know, your basic cleaning and you're out the door. Um, but it, And it just highlights the length of time that they haven't had access. Hmm. And the hope that you provide, right? You're yeah. giving hope mm-hmm. to these patients. And certainly on the medical side, we see very similar things. Uh, we have numerous patients in the last year or two that we've diagnosed with a variety of different cancers because of our partnerships with the health systems where we're able to get them treated successfully. The downside, and one of the reasons, again, I'm going to come back and say how much we appreciate the opportunity, is we do see a fair number of patients who come in, and unfortunately, because they've been so hesitant to seek care, by the time they come in, often their disease process is really quite advanced. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they don't even qualify for care because um, they're no longer able to uh, get care because their disease has just progressed so much. The good side is we have, as I said, we very aggressively treat our diabetics. And in doing that and having been doing that for the last 20 years, I'm sure we've prevented many people from going into kidney failure, blindness, or all the things that can occur from untreated chronic diseases. And probably 60 to 70% of our patients do have a chronic disease which requires ongoing therapy. And once again, as was already mentioned, we provide all medication for our patients. And this is another reason why, yes, somebody can go to the emergency room to get to care, but unfortunately, if they give you a prescription for insulin that costs $400, that care really doesn't do much good because you can't afford the medication to treat it. Yeah. Gosh, what you guys do must be so fulfilling. 
It truly is. I've always had an, um, I'm a nurse by background, and I've always had an interest in, you know, medical missions and had the opportunity to go on several medical missions. And when the clinic opened and I found a mission in my backyard. So Mm. I'm, as the director, I am lucky enough to be able to work where I would choose to volunteer. Mm, Very nice. We covered a lot of things today in these first two segments. What um, final words or what message do you want to be sure to get out to our audience? We truly are the community's clinic because we are supported not only financially by the community, we're supported solely by grants and donations, but we're staffed by the community as well with those volunteers. And so it is, um, it's very extraordinary to be able to work in a place with volunteers, and they're there because they want to be. And so um, we just want it to be known that if anybody knows of anybody or they themselves have any concerns or need of medical care and don't have insurance, that we are a resource for them um, to connect them to the appropriate place or to if it's something that we can't help them with. Well, on that note, why don't you give us contact information, the best way for people to reach out? Sure. They can either call the clinic or go to our website. It's just lakeareafreeclinic.org. And we um, we love to have people in for tours. And I think it helps them understand and see exactly what we do. And uh, we always, you know, for people who think they are interested and then maybe they find a way that is makes sense to them to support us. If it's time, talent, or treasure, we need all three. And there's also a place on our website where you can request a tour. And it has our phone number on there as well if you'd like to to um, call us. Well, thank you, Dr. Geis and Mary Reich for participating in our interview today and sharing how you provide caring and compassionate services to Waukesha County residents in need of health care and dental services. So thank you for being here today. Thank you for hosting us. This is an invaluable resource. You are I welcome. I can't thank you enough, Jill. It was very uh, much of a pleasure. You're welcome. So we heard all about how Lake Area Free Clinic is providing health care services and dental services to underserved people. But what about other areas where families struggle? Stay tuned to hear from another Waukesha County nonprofit who provides caring, compassionate, basic needs services to the Lake Country area. Stay tuned and we'll be right back. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo. My next guests today are Sue Strami and Shirley Hansen from the Lake Country Caring Nonprofit whose mission is to provide basic necessities at no cost to those in need. Welcome to the show today, Sue and Shirley. Thank you. Thank you very much. We're very happy to be here. You are welcome. So your mission to provide basic needs, that's pretty straightforward. Um, you want to elaborate on the services that you specifically provide? Well, we accept donations into our building of gently used clothing and furniture and household items, and we are happy to share with clients and people that have needs. We take in donations Monday and Friday mornings from 9 until 11.30. Then our incredible group of volunteers sort everything and take them out to the floor for our clients to be able to choose what they need. We have men's and women's clothing, a lot of baby items, children's items. We have toys. We have um, books, houseware, 
elsewhere. Yes. And and everything that we um everything that we receive at Lake Country Caring is touched by one of our volunteers and is looked at for tears or stains or smells or rips. We we don't accept any of that or pass it on to our clients. Everything that is in perfect condition is put out on the floor for our clients. Okay. Well, tell us how long you've been around. Actually, Lake Country Caring was established about 30 years ago, and it began from a woman who had just a huge heart, and she saw the needs of people in such an affluent area. But then she looked a little closer, and she found, oh, there are people that really have needs. So she and another friend of hers began collecting clothing and household items, but they put them in their garage and in their basement and anywhere that they could find. Well, within a very short time, not only did their garages and things get full of what they had collected, people started coming. So eventually, it wasn't too long, and they realized they needed a bigger space. So there was a wonderful gentleman in Delafield who allowed us to have a house, a small house, rent-free for six months. Hmm. Ten years later, we moved out, (laughs) (laughs) rent-free. Good place to start, right? <laughs> well, the uh, it's wonderful to know that people are giving and that you're in a position to, you know, in a place of overflow. Mm-hmm. That uh, you know you you're you were bursting at the seams, so people were obviously giving. They were donating, mm-hmm. and you needed to get a bigger space. Not only that, but since we moved into our building in Heartland, we have had to put two additions up. Oh my! Because of the need. And the number of people that were coming to shop. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. You know, I think we have a lot of hidden gems out in Lake Country area that people, they just may not be familiar with. And that's exactly why we want to highlight them on the show. How do clients find out about Lake Country Caring? Oh, gosh, several ways. Um, I would say probably the majority clients seem, a lot of them live in the same area. And it's word of mouth. They pass it on. Um, We don't advertise. Um, Many of the social agencies will send people to us, such as the Lake Area Clinic. They will send people that have needs. We try to put out the very best for our clients. We save the best, and it it goes out. And clients come into shop three days a week, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays in the morning, and they can fill a grocery cart full of items clothing, shoes, whatever their needs are. Mm -hmm. We are so happy to help them. Mm -hmm. And we love it when our clients come in. We like to talk with them and find out about how they're doing. And sometimes you see the same clients over and over over again. You're building relationships. We are. Yeah. Absolutely. And, And just to spin off of how do people know about us, recently one of our newest volunteers just didn't, have anything to do. So he came in to see me and he said, I need to volunteer. He said, I cannot sit and do nothing. So um, we found, I found out after talking to him, he is very, very good at asking questions and making relationships. So we created a position for him where he will be like our PR person in the community. And his goal is to bring people back to our physical space and give them a tour and, you know, have them 
be involved as a volunteer if they'd like. But the ultimate is to form some sort of a collaboration with all the nonprofits in Waukesha or those that are interested. Because I think we can do more with more organizations. We can piggyback off what works and what doesn't work. And this gentleman has just been doing a great job. And we're very, I think it's our next tier of how we're going to grow along with word of mouth. But there's so many organizations out here Mm. that we need to work with each other. Yeah. And he sounds like my counterpart at your place. You know, we, it's, it's one thing to know that you have a great organization and you, you work with a great organization, but the problem is is some people may not know that you exist. And so having an outreach person go out into the community, like you said, to just say, look at who we are, look at the wonderful things that we're doing, come in and mm-hmm. see us mm-hmm. and see what we're about. And, you know, we do that here. And, mm-hmm. and right. people come in and they're like, I had no idea. And many times people reach out to me and say, I had no idea that that organization existed. And we want to highlight these organizations and say, look at what they're doing. Mm-hmm. There's all this positivity out in our area. Well, in, within the the, uh, the whole southeastern Wisconsin area, let's highlight that. Let's, right. let's look at that. So you said that you give everything away free, right? So how are you supported then? We are supported um, by the goodwill of the community. We have grants, and we have um, churches, individuals, families that make donations to us. We're very careful with those funds that are given to us, but we are supported by the kindness and the generosity of others. Okay. We, we have no product to sell, so we don't make money that way. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you partner with other nonprofits to enhance, perhaps, or fill in the gaps. Give mm-hmm. us an idea on some of the people that you work with. Well, we work with the Women's Center in Waukesha, and um, there is an organization in downtown Milwaukee, and it's Sister McCannon Brown, and she has a building where street people come. And when we have several, for instance, mattresses, we had 50 mattresses donated to us from the Sheyenstadt. We were able to share 20 of them with Sister Brown's ministry. Nice. It was a wonderful thing. She is doing so much for the city of Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't necessarily go into Milwaukee. The four areas that we serve are Waukesha, Dodge, Jefferson, and Washington. But with those items that we um, can share, we do. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I understand you work with the Women's Center, the Hope Center, Katie's yes. Closet, all of which yes. we've interviewed on this mm-hmm. show. So yes. great, great organizations. We collect for Katie's Closet. And okay. then actually, I'll be taking the things over there probably once a month. Oh, very yeah. good. Very and good. And they just opened up. They were okay. and closed. Okay. Well, so if someone wants to come and see what Lake Country Caring is all about, uh, share again where you're located in Heartland, and can people come and take a tour? Oh, my goodness, yes. We love giving tours. We are located in Heartland in the industrial area right off of Highway 83 and Cardinal Drive. 
and we would be happy. All you need to do is call us. Right off of 16, so it's it's yes. in a convenient location, yes. and people can come in for a tour. They just either go to your website maybe or call. And they say go they to the website, and they can call, and we will make arrangements to meet them and give them a tour, and we're happy to do that. Yeah, and see they, what you're all about. If they and want that, to volunteer, we have a specific person that will meet with them, give them a tour of the building, find out what they want to do, what they're good at, train them, and then keep them in the cycle. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. Well, we're going to take a a break, but when we return, Sue and Shirley will tell us how we can get involved, how we can give back, how we can pay it forward with this Lake Country outreach. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community. With your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm the Director of Community Outreach. And I'm talking in these last segments with Sue Strami and Shirley Hansen from the Lake Country Caring out in Heartland. So we talked about getting involved. We talked about giving back. We talked about paying it forward. If there are individuals or perhaps corporations that want to get involved and help out in some way, what are the options for volunteering or giving back or paying it forward? We have several options. Um, We have had companies believe that their employees needed to have some time to give to us, and they would send them in, and they would sort the the donations that had come in. They'd put them out on the floor, just any number of jobs like that. We are happy to have corporations help us out. Also, they do collections. In fact, just last week, we had a bank come in with several um, items that they had collected, baby items. And prior to that, another bank had come in with pillows and towels and blankets and things of that nature. We have many um, companies that help us. Now, with the funds that we get, we do purchase things. In fact, we have a very, very special room. It's called the client care room. And people who are shopping with us will stop by there to get hygiene items and also laundry soap, dish soap, and any number of things that we have in that room. And also, we have more recently been buying children's socks and underwear and things like that. Those are pretty hard to come by. We have two shoppers, and believe me, they are incredible. They can sniff out a bargain anywhere. (laughs) So we are happy to help our clients um, with those items. The other thing, uh, we had a group of people out in the Horicon area, and they donated 50 homemade, beautiful, colorful quilts. And our clients love having them because they were something that they could use in their bedrooms. And they were queen size and double bed size and 50 of them. That's a huge amount for people to be putting together. Didn't you share with me that you have like 8,000 square feet of space and that you're thankfully uh, you're overflowing at this time with with donated items? Well, that's a good point. We do have 8,000 square feet and the community is incredibly generous with us. And we get so much that we put out, as I said earlier, nothing but the very best. And so sometimes we have to find other avenues for some of the things that have been donated. 
but we are happy to take in the donations. And I think we're kind of like a three-tier organization. We have a place for people to come and donate what they choose to donate to us. We have a place for volunteers to come in and to give back. And then we have a place for the clients to come and shop. So it just rounds it right out, and we are happy to be there. We love volunteering. We're just very happy with it. And, you know, we talked in the first couple segments uh, about Waukesha County and Lake Country specifically being a place of affluence. And so, uh, but there are pockets of people that are in great need. And so if you uh, are blessed enough to to be given many things, resources, why don't you consider blessing somebody else by giving to Lake Country Caring? And uh, too much is, is given, much is expected, right? And not that it's expected necessarily, but it's such a great way to give a blessing, which I talk about all the time. Yeah, great way to to bless someone. What are you most in need of then at this point? So you talked about you've got 8,000 square feet and it's filled to overflowing, which again is fantastic. So maybe you're not in need of donated items, but what are some other ways that uh, people can give back? Well, we can always use volunteers. We have about 100 volunteers and it's a wonderful way for them to come in and make friendships. You know, you think that you are going in there to to do your your work and and you're going to help others, but then you find out that you've been helped. It's you've been blessed, right? We mm-hmm. have been blessed. That's yes. true. And the many friendships that you make with the different people that are there. People you never thought you would cross paths with and yet you're enjoying knowing them. Mm-hmm. and having an opportunity to work side-by-side side with them. It's mm-hmm. almost like finding your gift as a volunteer and then giving it away. And before you walk through the front door, you didn't know you had that gift. But working with each other and collaborating in the work effort and seeing that others are really positive about it, you get that in yourself, you know, and then you start to give it away. And we're very fortunate. Our volunteer coordinator makes sure that everybody that comes in and wants to be a volunteer is screened to, okay, what is it you'd like to do? You know, what would you feel comfortable in sorting clothing or going to the floor and stocking it? But we train everyone that comes in to volunteer so they don't have to walk in and say, I've never done this before. I'm really nervous about this. We walk you through that. We we tie you up with a mentor and you're there learning as you come every week. You can come once a week, twice a week, I don't care, three times, but you pick your own schedule. And what I like about that is, you know, we're unfortunately we're dealing with a situation where some people uh, are feeling isolated. You know, mm-hmm. some of the elderly people are feeling isolated or maybe even, you know, with so many people working from home, they don't get out as much. And mm-hmm. so I see this as being a way to combat that isolation. You yes. know, once you get out and you take the eyes off yourself, you know, right. woe is me type thing, you go out there and say, you know what, I'm going to 
go to Lake Country Caring and I'm going to give of my time and and help somebody else. And it's it takes you out of isolation. You right. talk about those friendships that you build, not mm-hmm. only with the other people volunteering, but with the people that come in, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so it's, it's hitting a lot of um, things that are in, in need uh, in the community. Another thing is that oftentimes volunteers will start by donating maybe one day a week. And pretty soon they're there a second day. And then the third day, we have many that are back over and over. And sometimes they'll come in. We're only open in the morning. Sometimes they'll come in the afternoon to sort clothes because we have a lot to go through. Mm. Well, talk about that. Are you open five days a week? Or what? when can people come to see you guys, either for a tour or to shop? Give us a little rundown on that quickly. Um, the the timing for donations is Monday and Friday only in the mornings. Clients are there on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. We would be happy to sh- give a tour at any time. I mean, okay. we will just we will make it happen. So there's somebody there. Every there's day somebody of the week? there six okay. days a week, right? Okay. Monday through Saturday. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. wonderful. Well, another hidden gem as we talked about in Lake Country Caring. Uh, any last words that you want to leave with our audience today? Well, we are just so happy to help the clients that come in. And some people have a really, really rough time. They have perhaps lost their house or lost their job or whatever. And it's kind of like the food pantries. They help with the food. We help with the other things. We have a lot of furniture and clothing to give to people. And it is our pleasure to help the clients. We love working with the clients. That is probably the best part of the day is to have them come in and be able to put a smile on their face. Mm -hmm. We're just lucky um, to have found a place to volunteer Mm. that gives so much back. Yeah, to share love. You're really sharing love in Mm -hmm. so many different ways, right? Mm -hmm. Touching people's lives in a number of ways. Before we go, give us contact information one more time. What's the best way for people to reach you? We have a website, lakecountrycaring.com, and we are also on Facebook. Lakecountrycaring.com, Correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you can call 262-367-6670. Right. Yes. Um, can they just Google Lake Country Caring? And yes. Will you come right. up with your website? Right. Yes, and we have a wonderful website. It has a, a lot of information and um, there are pictures, and it will tell people how to become a client, how to become a volunteer, what kinds of things we need, and just go through everything that you need to know. Mm-hmm. We are soon going to be putting a video of the inside of our building. We're working on that right now. Okay, so people can do a virtual tour. Right. Exactly. Okay, yeah. wonderful. Well, thank you, Sue and Shirley, for being with us today. We appreciate thank how you, you are Jill. making a, a difference in our Lake Country community. Thank Thank you. you. Thank you very much, Jill. Appreciate it. You are welcome. You're welcome. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, or if you would like to be considered as a guest on the show, you can email me at jill at ellenbecker.com, or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. So join us next Sunday morning at 10 for Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to our goal of informing inspiring and impacting people and making a difference in a variety of ways. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. We'd love you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to learn 
all about Ellen Becker and listen to some previously aired shows or listen on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So if you found this information helpful, consider telling people about it or go to take a tour of the facilities to learn more about it. Make a decision to make a difference by volunteering your time, your talents, or your treasures. It's a great way to be a blessing to others as well as to give a blessing to others, which is what it's all about. So stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.